Monday, everybody, and welcome back to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana. Follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana. And I'm Dan Urban. Follow me at the Dan Urban. Follow the podcast at Couchside Judges and subscribe to us wherever you listen. And if you like this show, and I know you do, give us that five-star review. And head on over to abcboxing.com to read the scoring criteria because we talk about MMA judging on this show. Like all the time. That's what we do. That it is. So sir. we should probably do that. Yeah. Yeah. Right, we could we could do that. <laughs> you know what? No. I I'm I'm I actually want to talk about TV shows today. That's all we're gonna do. Because I've been watching a bunch of TV shows. I just finally saw the finale of the Big Bang Theory last night. Oh. The final episode of it. Were you an avid watcher until apparently recently? It's it's like a and by uh, recently I mean like several years ago when the show ended. No, I like I I the show I watch like to fall asleep to. Oh, okay. Like, so my wife watched it. I didn't I don't watch it. Mm. I would be like in the room when she was watching and I didn't really care for yeah, it. The one and, I, and I love all the, like the like all all the nerdy stuff and everything. I'm all into the same stuff as them. I just didn't think it was that funny a show. Mm. Yeah, I'm more Modern Family is one that I followed. I just uh, that's a good one. I, I didn't watch the final season yet because I kind of don't want it to end. So well, I just thought at that some show point ran I have long. to uh, to watch. It. No, no, it's the greatest show ever. It should run forever. No, stop that. They need it. They need a spinoff. Stop it. No, no. Sh- most comedies should never go past like seven seasons. Cam. And Mitch, the spinoff would well, be great. I, I like them; they're fun. But you yeah, know, would be great. Just you know, maybe maybe seven seasons and then just stop. Mm-mm. Or or the community route, which they didn't actually do, but six seasons in a movie. Movies are good. Six seasons in a movie. That's what. That's what. Honestly, that should be like a legal thing. Okay. Every every show, if you're gonna go that long, six seasons and a movie, and then you're done. No more. Okay. Yeah. But we don't have to talk about TV anymore. I was that was kind of a joke, but we <laughs> we're gonna talk about fights again. We're talking yeah. about judging. Just like we said, yes. Just like you said, and, and let's let's talk it because we've got a lot of judging to talk about. But before we do get into our contested rounds, of which we have plenty coming off of this fifty eighth UFC in uh, the UFC Apex in Las Vegas for a fight night. Uh, oh yeah, so UFC Vegas fifty eight as they call it for short. And uh, yeah, I mean this, there really isn't a whole lot I think to unpack from this one. It it kind of was just like general fight night card to plug in you know to the schedule which i okay we we've been spoiled lately we've had a lot of i think pretty good ones fight nights and pay-per-views in the last yeah month plus so i don't want to sit here and and drag them like we kind of have sometimes when there's a bunch of fight nights in a row right but this was kind of just one of those like yeah there's a decent fight at the top and then and we kind of have the rest of the card is like there's there's some fights on there but the main event of course the battle of Raphaels. yes did you like the Battle of the Raphael? I mean, I if I was Rafael Nadal, I'd be pretty scared right now. Well, especially because he's got like a torn uh, like abdominal muscle or something okay. like that. Like he is not in a position to defend himself. No, not good. intelligently. <laughs> so I imagine this fight would end rather quickly. Yeah. Speaking of of intelligently defending himself, I thought that was a great stoppage from Mark Smith. Yeah, I agree. That's that's something we really ought to talk about is just the fact that there was there was the uproar, I guess, the the murmurs, so mm-hmm. to speak, of of kind of people talking about that stoppage and whether it was an early stoppage, whether it wasn't an early stoppage. And you had everybody kind of reacting like, "Gee, I don't know." And then you got all the other camera angles, and pretty much everybody with a brain was like, "Oh, yep. Well, obviously that's a good <laughs> stoppage." Yeah. And you know what that actually did for me? That it kind of popped in my head today is just how much. People are willing to just accept, oh, okay, I guess they had a different view maybe than we had when it comes to refereeing and that type of thing. <laughs> but they don't think of it when it comes to judging. And it's, it, it always, it's always like, well, I saw it this way at home. It must be better to watch it on a screen, right? You know what? Last night I noticed we didn't get great views on some things where we had the one fighter back to us and we couldn't see the, the fighter that he was facing. Sure. On a lot of angles. Like, a lot, like, uh, like kind of where they're, you know, Right, one right into the other is what you're saying. Yeah, one so in front you, of the other. Yeah, you're you're behind both guys, but they're both facing yeah. each other, and, and they, their back is to you. Where you Which they get... try to avoid. They do yeah. try to kind of keep it, you know, one side and the other side. I felt we got more yeah. of that when action was happening. Uh, it didn't last occur night. to me. I, I can think of times where it happened, yeah. sure, but I didn't think of it as anything more or less than any other so, time. You might be right. I don't want so to tell you wrong. They've experienced. I'm saying they they've experienced it where sure. they don't see something that great. Sure, absolutely. So, and, and but but on on the other side. You know, there. I think a lot of what it is is that people, most people, just have not sat that close. No, they really just haven't sat close enough to understand how much different you experience a fight by being that close. Now, there's some who who have been that close, and they still can't understand. And 
you know, to them, I say, why don't you just step out a little bit and try to put yourself in someone else's shoes? But also, it it's just it's just one of those things. I think if we had like, let's say, just for argument's sake, they said, well, let's go, we're going to put a judge cam, and it's not going to be attached to the judge's head, you know, but it's going to be like there's technology for it, a fixed angle. Let's say it even be like a different angle, like a different spot in the uh, in the cage than where the the judges actually occupy, like one of the other panels, right? Mm-hmm. You just put like a small little camera there that can like swivel and turn its head a bit, and just have that as like something that fans could experience and say, like, okay, this is what everything looks like from here. I think it would be kind of interesting. Fight Pass always had that fixed camera angle. They had the the corner audio option. The, yeah, they got rid of all the cool stuff. They did. They so. that uh. One of the other reasons of, of of which there are many why fight pass kind of suck. Yeah, besides having a lot of fights. Oh, it's got a lot of fights. It's got a lot of content, but also it doesn't. It, it took away all like the cool stuff. Yeah, it'd be cool to have that judges cam. Yeah, but I do. I wish that more people would kind of think about the fact that oh, when we saw a different camera angle on a on a, a stoppage that maybe was let, let's call it questionable to other people, <laughs> you know, not to me but to other people. If if we had them be able to come around and say, "Oh, okay, I guess from a different angle, that definitely you could see why they would, why he would, the fight would be reasonably stopped there." Mm-hmm. They'd probably be able to say the similar things about certain exchanges and fights that maybe don't look as good or look better than they do sitting at home. For sure, and they might understand it better, but they just don't. I don't know. It was just something that yeah. popped in my head on a Sunday. Realistically, yeah, I, I, I would like that, but but as far as the fight, you know, again, good stoppage. Mark Smith did a good job. As far as the fight. What do you think it should be next for for the winning Rafael and the losing Rafael? Rafael Viziev, of course, got the win, uh, knocking out Rafael dos Rafael dos Anjos. Excuse me. What do you think's next for Viziev? Right, what, what do you so want? What next what for Fiziev, I want I will not happen. That's fine. But I want it, and I think it's the only thing that makes sense. I want Viziev and uh, Islam Makachev to fight. I want to see what does Islam do to a guy who's proven he can stay on the feet, and I want to see what Viziev can do if he can stop. Islam's offensive takedowns, and those are the two questions I want answered. I want them answered rather sooner than later. It's definitely an interesting matchup. I would go another way in a fight that also is not going to happen next, but would probably make a little decent amount of sense and be a fun fight. And there's a little bit of a storyline now. Faziev against Conor McGregor. Yeah, I guess because they've been they were beefing a little bit. Yeah, right? yeah, and it's it's kind of like it, it's still a, like a decently high ranked opponent for Conor. Mm-hmm. Because one, he doesn't deserve it. I'm gonna say it right now, he does not deserve to fight Rafael Fiziev right now. He actually doesn't deserve it from a ranking standpoint. From a yeah, from, from a, a ranking fighting standpoint, sport. Yeah, from a sporting meritocracy standpoint, he doesn't deserve that fight mm-hmm. right now. He has not won a fight at 155 pounds since Eddie Alvarez, right? Because Cowboy yeah. was at 170. Or was that one? Cowboy was one. Cowboy was one seventy. Yeah. yeah. So he hasn't won a fight at one hundred and fifty-five pounds in almost six years. Yeah. I, you know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing. I also was thinking. I was thinking Connor for RDA next. That'd be a fight. I mean, I'd, that I'd that certainly would would fix the 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 kind of the time loop that we lost because of the fact that he was supposed to fight RDA and then that fight fell out because of Nate. And they never got that title fight, right? Mm-hmm. So there, there's, there's definitely a narrative there too, and I could totally see that. Um, but I would say for Dos Anjos, I, I want to say it was posed by somebody uh, on the post-fight UFC broadcast. Him against Armin Sarukian. I actually like that. They were saying, okay, you know, I wasn't listening too close. I thought they meant for Fiziev and Armin Sarukian. That was um. Oh, that won't make that wasn't that wouldn't, wouldn't make any sense. I know he's coming off a loss. But that, but I'm saying that that's what I well, I was. I know it was, it's it I know it's background you know, noise. Not for a questionable loss. But yeah, I I'm pretty sure. And look, whether they said it or not. I like it anyway. I don't care who yeah. said it. This is actually something that makes a lot of sense to me. Either they said it and I mis- you know, I interpreted it right or I misinterpreted what they said <laughs> and I still think it's a good idea. So RDA against Saruki and I think makes a lot of sense because it's, you know, two guys coming off of losses is RDA gets somebody who's still, you know, an opponent of, of regard, of renown. Yeah. And it and and of course we get Sarukian gets a, an opponent with a, a decent name, but he's also coming off a loss, so he can really kind of gain something from this in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I think RDA yeah. definitely wants tough fights still. Like he it seems like he's <laughs> gosh, he was taking off the gloves after the fight, and I'm like, oh no, because I'm like shell shocked now from everybody taking off the gloves the last two yeah. weeks or three yeah. weeks or whatever. We had two <laughs> retirements last week. 
So it's like anytime they took off the gloves, they're like, what the hell are they doing? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I can imagine they, they're probably they're uncomfortable. After no, I imagine, too. Adults, I mean, it so. makes a lot of sense. We've seen times other than this where they took off the gloves and it was just taking them off. But I've never I've never wrapped my hands for any practice or anything. I've never so wrapped my hands for any reason. It's probably I bet it's annoying. I I would imagine so. I'm I'm like I said, I've never done it. So, mm. but yeah, I, I I like him against Rugian. I actually think it's a decent fight. Okay, and I think it'd be a fun fight. Yeah, it's a I fine do, fight. Shoot, you could even make that a main event if you really want to. You could, yeah, you like could a fight night main the, event. Yeah, obviously. I wonder if they're gonna treat Sarukian like he's coming off a loss though. But even if they are, this isn't that terrible of a fight for him. I mean, no, it's it's, it's obviously it's still a a losing fighter and losing fighter, but it's also a losing fighter against. A champion losing fighter, former champion losing That's fighter, true. who still has again, I think, a lot of respect in that weight class. Is is Arfa, is Javier dos Anjos not a top ten lightweight still? Well, if Conor McGregor's a top top twelve, <laughs> then RDA is definitely top ten. So yeah, I I think he's firmly, <laughs> regardless of where he stands compared to Conor, I think he's a top ten. <laughs> I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I mean, Tony Ferguson's still in in the mix at, on on. The rankings panel. So well, some somebody put this out there in the last couple of weeks, and I don't. Or I guess it was probably since the pay per view. And I like this idea: Tony Ferguson against Jim Miller. Oh yeah, I like that. For, yeah. That's a fun fight. Jim loves that fight too. He should. I mean, that's the type of fight he wants, and that's the type of that's the type of fight he wants. I think that's the type of fight people would like to see from Jim Miller over these next two years as he kind of makes makes the uh, the slow descent into. Uh, UFC 300 and, and likely retirement, it seems like. Uh, and then Tony Ferguson gets somebody who, and this is absolutely not disrespectful to Jim Miller, but somebody who's lower ranked and gives him a chance to maybe get a little bit back on track because he's been fighting everybody who's in the top 10, basically. Give him a chance to fight someone who's just a little lower ranked. I think we all win in this scenario. Say Jim goes out, gets his fourth stoppage in a row. He's in the rankings now. Correct. He's got to be top 15. Correct. Make he, another he would... title run. I mean, maybe. That's another fun way to do it, too, right? Oof. Yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah, see, there you go. I got you on board. Uh, <laughs> now you got to stump for this on social media. I will. I, I mean, I, I got I Brandon Royal that Royal that bonus. You did. That was all you. That was all me. I <laughs> guarantee that was you. <laughs> you have a big social imprint. Uh, other, than, other than this fight, of course, people were whining about to kind of softly get us into the, the contested rounds here before we really get there people were whining about a split decision that's going to be our lead contested rounds here between james or uh jamie malarkey pardon me and michael johnson they were whining about this fight i don't know why not because of how fun it was but because (laughs) immediately upon learning that the fight was a split decision and didn't go the way of their preferred winner which was michael johnson Everyone just starts trashing, oh, this judging, awful, da, 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 poor judging. Da, da, da. Guys, it was a fun fight. Why can't we just enjoy things? Fun, super close fight. And let's be honest, if we judge this thing on a whole, Jamie Malarkey's winning it. So You know, that's a tough call, actually. Honestly, I thought round two was such a beating. It yeah, was, but was, but round three was a really solid round for, for mm-hmm. Michael Johnson. So that's why I'm saying it's yeah. very even debatable there. Maybe because it's towards the end. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, look, I wasn't sitting there thinking like that, right? So it's kind of hard for me to, like... The thought just came to my head right now. Yeah, I I don't have a strong opinion on it, but, like, I would push back on, like, going right down with you immediately. Um, But but that's neither here nor there. We're not not talking about pride judging, right? It's true. We're just talking about the fact that we watched a fight. We had a fun fight. We enjoyed this fight. We had two knockdowns in the first round, one from each guy. It doesn't matter how UFC stats scored them. Both of these guys were hurt. That's really what matters. Is that's why I would I wish the UFC would track times that they were quote unquote hurt and determine that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. Like when I say hurt, I'm thinking like times that Joe Rogan would go, "Oh, he's hurt." Oh, that'd be great if they just put O's. They could call them Rogans or something like that. <laughs> that what do what I don't care. I don't care what you do. Just, just track something that makes more sense than just knockdowns because knockdowns isn't the thing that it's not boxing. Everyone says it's not boxing, and then they sit there and try to make it boxing, and I don't get it. Yeah. And while you're at it, get rid of control. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just top time. That's it. Yeah, and and the other thing, too, if they're really going to track control, I don't want you to count times they're in control against the cage standing mm. because that's the that's that position that we just don't care about. There's almost there's very little that's happening. You're not going to get a submission there more often than not. Unless you're it's, Andrade. Yeah. <laughs> there's a very... 
very rare circumstances, right? Jim Miller, by the way, I mentioned that yeah. that to him because obviously, oh, yeah? you, know, you you always talk about the uh, the Benson Henderson fight and how he went for that standing arm I triangle. Just, if he tripped him, I think he finishes. Him. You know, he like, he doesn't even think that that was like the the crazy one. He, he said he said he went for some other stuff in that fight. He said he went for like a bunch of some. You should go watch that I fight think again. He, I, I, from what I recall, I think he also went for leg locks and just took a pounding. Th- those were the those. things that he kind of sounded like he so, regretted a little bit more okay. in that fight. We, we were talking that one a little bit. I'm gonna okay. we'll, we'll we'll talk more about that off the air at some point. But mm-hmm. um, to get back to this fight, though, to get back to Malarkey and Johnson here, just I just don't get why people can't just sit there, especially like regular people, regular people who don't care about judging like most like you and me. Like we're ner- we're nerds about this stuff, right? We're mm-hmm. we're judging geeks. Mm-hmm. We. People should look at us and be like, eh, look at these nerdy losers talking about the judging rounds. That's Cri- what they should be doing with us every time. Criteria nerds, I Criteria think. Criteria nerds. Mm. So. That's us. That's us. <laughs> and that's okay. I, I, I wear them with a badge of honor, right? I think you do too. Yeah. Um, But even I'm sitting there and I'm like, it's just a fun fight. It was a great fight. It was a fun fight. And it wasn't a fight that I sat there and like didn't put any thought into the judging. Like I watched that round like closely. I watched round one closely. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I think we can kind of just slide into contested rounds here. I watched round one closely, and I scored it for Johnson, right? I'll tell you right now. I scored it for Johnson. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about this round. Why don't you go over what happened, and I, let's go over why maybe this isn't such a crazy thing. So I think it's a close round in the early go. I, I think it's a close round overall, but in the early, it's still pretty close. I think Johnson has an edge there for like the first three minutes, landing uh, some good straight shots. Malarkey's landing some solid leg kicks. I think it's very competitive. And then Johnson ends up landing a big right-left. Knocks Malarkey down, follows him to the ground, hits him with a couple shots, and then Malarkey's able to, I think, probably grab inside the glove, maybe fingers inside the glove, a little self-preservation there. To, to... That, that is the foul so, that will never, ever get a point date, but, by the way. So, and Johnson's just like, I'm stuck here. <laughs> He's got his fingers in my glove. What am I going to get out of here? Uh, I guess Malarkey eventually recovers. He's like, right, let's get back on the feet. They're back on the feet. And then Malarkey lands a big shot that drops Johnson, lands some of those uh, Travis Brown-type elbows in the scramble they're in uh, after Johnson desperately shoots. And when he gets up, he's clearly wobbled, swinging wildly. I think Johnson was slightly more hurt than Malarkey was, but it's really close. I can't fight someone saying, Johnson, I think we should just appreciate it for a fantastic fight, but I did score it 10-9 Malarkey. I think you can easily argue that Malarkey was, uh, had had Johnson slightly more hurt, and, it, and it's really close, right? I think when you go over the rest of the round and the other strikes that were being landed one way or the other, I think it's much easier to say, well, Johnson could have made up the difference there with the way, because it, it doesn't just come down to those two right. things. It's, it, immediate, obviously, is weighed heavily, but like... Those two elements of the round were pretty close, and I think you don't just throw everything out no. else out that happened, right? And, and I'm not saying that's what you're saying, but that's that's part of the reason why I thought it was a little easier for me to go for Johnson here just because of the other things that occur over the course of these five minutes. But having said that, if you want to weigh that more heavily because you thought Malarkey had him more hurt, that's okay. I don't think that there's anything crazy about that. I'm pretty sure that fits very neatly into the scoring criteria. Yeah, I no, I do. I do think Johnson probably had the edge for that first three minutes of the fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think it was a, that big of an edge. Sure. So, But that, but I, th- I think that's why I would argue I don't know how big of an edge Malarkey even had in, mm. in terms of the knockdowns, you know? It's yeah. it's really how you interpret that stuff. And that's, that's really what comes out. Uh, interpretation, assessment of what's going on. It's not what happened. It's how you assess what happened, you know? And that's incredibly subjective. It's just the way it is. It's it's based on what you're seeing from your seat if you're a judge or what you're seeing on your monitor if you're at home. Or, you know, maybe the judge is using the monitor. Maybe they're using the screen. You know, they, obviously, they have the options there, right? Um, typically, the judges at this level are the ones trying to use their their eyes more often mm-hmm. than not. Um, I have observed just, just kind of anecdotally, it, it seems like, among judges who work in Vegas, I've seen Anthony Maness, who was one of the three judges in this fight. I've seen him use the screen maybe just a little bit more often than I've seen other judges mm. who are in situations like that. And that's not a knock. I don't. And and maybe that's just me seeing a few things here and there. Right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that's how it really is. But I've just kind of observed that before. And it's just interesting that he happens to be on this fight. Right. Um, but, yeah, th- this is such an easy round to say. Well, I guess it could go either way. It depends on how you, you know, how much you rate those first three minutes 
compared to those last two with the knockdowns on each side. And it's not just, well, it's not the knockdown, it's how well they're, the Rogans, right? The, the Rogans. And I was there, we gotta start using that. The O's. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> Ow, he's hurt! He's hurt! <laughs> And then, and then I love when <laughs> I love when Rogan. There, there's that that gif of Rogan when when there was like a crazy finish at some mm-hmm. point, and he looks like he's seen a ghost, like in <laughs> Ghostbusters, and he's like his eyes are bugged out, and he's looking around as if like you know, like his hair would be standing up if if he had like hair, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, well, that's why I love him because I think he's just there to just have a great time, and I and I think he does. I mean, in so, that sense, yes, he's fun, but. I don't know. He, really he doesn't. It doesn't seem like he keeps up as much with the sport as he used to, and that's kind of where I get a little irked. Mm-hmm. But that's a, that's a whole other topic, right? To get back to this, it this isn't the round that I think people ought to be going crazy about. If if there's any round in a split decision that you're gonna go crazy about, this is it, guys. It's close. It's close either way. You can see it for Johnson, like I did. Dan, you saw it the other way. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I saw it the same way as Mike Bell, who was the out judge. I saw it the same way as. Most media members who tuned in uh, turned in scores. I think it was like it was like five or four no, malarkey I, scores. I thought I thought majority. I thought yeah, only four or five. Ma- yeah, you were in the majority. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, no, I'm sorry. in the majority. Yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. There was only like four or five of them that saw. It. I think you were yeah, one of them. I was actually. one. And, you were and one. Sheehan was one. Sheehan had twenty nine, twenty seven. Yeah, he had a ten eight in one round. I I think he probably went a little that too was far a little, there. A little stretch. Yeah, and, 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 and you know. We love Sean. We respect Sean. I respect the hell out of Sean. It was a great beating, though, that he did take the round too. But yeah, I just I didn't see it that way. Um, no, it's it's not crazy for it to be a Johnson round or a Malarkey round. And yeah, I saw other media who turned tuned in scores or turned tuned in. I keep saying tuned in. Who who turned in scores like me? Ten nine Johnson, twenty nine twenty eight Johnson overall. And a lot of them were saying the same as us, like. Yeah, close round, could go either way. But then there's people who are just going to point to that and say, well, the media mostly cited that way. It's like, yeah, but that's that's just like a, a black and white thing here. It's more than that. Like, mm. And we can talk about that. The judges are not at liberty to talk about that, unfortunately, but at least we can. I, I think in this fight, the only thing, I think a 30-27 would have been bad, That like, but that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, no, th- there are two other rounds that are quite definitive either way. Like, if, if, if it went... I think you can go 29-28 either way, which which did happen. Yeah. And you can, I think I think the the ten eight is defendable in the in round two by the criteria if they went twenty nine twenty seven. And I think that with that being said, you could end up on a twenty eight twenty eight. But it's not how it happened. I yeah, I think I probably would have leaned pretty strongly against the the eight yeah. in round two. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's me. But I wasn't really. We didn't get over there, and it's not something I kind of reengaged with. So I don't want to go deep into how I would have felt about that. Right. But you obviously saw it with the majority, which was uh, Derek Cleary and Anthony Manis. That's fine. That's fine. Leave them alone. <laughs> that's <laughs> Derek Cleary is is actually the outjudge on a lot of these rounds today. We'll be talking about him. But here, even though I went against him, no problem. No problem. Yeah. And no one else should either. Um, there is another split decision though, and that was Antonina Shevchenko. Getting the win, all 29-28s over perpetual split decision loser <laughs> Courtney Casey. So a stat you're just, about her. Like, you just had to know, like, going into this fight She's, that, like, cool if you were, too. If, <laughs> like, if you were betting, if you, like, if you had the ability, I don't know, Dan, did you bet? Do you have the ability to bet on a split decision? Certain books you can bet books, by okay. split decision or majority decision or <laughs> unanimous. Because for goodness sakes, like, if Courtney Casey's on, like, why aren't you betting split decision as a prop? Why not? Just, just bet that it's a split decision, <laughs> or or that she loses a split decision. <laughs> oh my goodness, this poor woman. Nonetheless, round two was our split here. Uh, Shevchenko won the first, Casey won the third. I think some people were kind of even thinking round one might have been the split round, and it didn't end up being that way. But we're not going to go deep into that. Uh, let's talk about round two, Dan. So what happened? Yeah, round two, uh, Shevchenko is landing all her shots pretty much. Uh, a couple good kicks are mixed in. She lands a nice kick to the face. Her straight punches are getting through nicely. Nothing too big, but everything she's landing is pretty solid. Casey is missing with almost all of hers. The ones she does land are pretty solid, though. I don't think it's enough to take the round. But the final 20 seconds, she has a nice flurry, lands like three solid punches. I don't think that's enough to overtake it. So 10-9 Shevchenko. You watch this round, and it takes a really long time for you to understand like why anyone might even think about this being a Casey round. Because it doesn't look like anything like a Casey mm-hmm. round until those last... I think it's more like 12 seconds. It's really, really late in the round. And I just don't think what she did there with that solid impact, which is probably the best impact of the round 
and maybe even the fight. I can't remember, mm. but um, definitely of the round. It just was. It didn't look like she had Shevchenko hurt enough to change who won the round. Right, I'm with you. Right, yeah. You can't just throw away four minutes uh, of good work just because of like fighter. the best strike on the round, which didn't yeah. actually have her that close. I, I just I don't see it. I think you can at least make an argument. You for can make it, it, yeah. You know, but I didn't see it myself. And I think the better round score here is for Shevchenko. I think that is the better round score. I don't think it's wrong to go the other way. So you and I are both uh, seeing it the same way as Derek Cleary, uh, who was on every one of these rounds practically in one way or the other, right? <laughs> uh, welcome back, Derek. And then and him and uh, Adelaide Bird saw it the same way as you and I did. It was Judy Chiro Camillo who saw it for Casey, who was the champion for Casey that a lot of people, I think, I don't think anyone went crazy about this one because I think they were just so distracted by the fact that it was Courtney Casey losing another split decision and it was just like, a stunning thing, but also not stunning. Yeah. I mean, I saw a stat that she's like, past four, five fights, I went to split decisions, she's lost four of them or something like that. It's probably probably her last four or five decisions. I think she oh, has like okay. a win in there somewhere. Oh, okay. Like a, like a, I think she won by armbar. That say makes she, sense. I want to say yeah. she armbarred like Maromura Barella. That stands yeah. out on top Women's of Women's MMA but... armbars. Yeah, that's true. That's, so... An armbar. <laughs> um, yeah, not crazy. This this fight, I, don't, I think everybody kind of forgot about this fight, especially with Michael Johnson, because it was like the next fight. Yeah, it was that the was next fight, or was it was the no? It wasn't the, the next. It was this it was, was early. This was early in the in the night. It wasn't nah, Well, Should okay, you know what? Casey. No, I think it was. I think there was this one, and then there was um, Corey Brundage was in the middle, and then it was that one. Okay, I think I think there was like a buffer fight, not a Bruce buffer fight, because <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't on this. one. He should fight. No, he's an old man. Leave him alone. But he'd be pretty good. I mean, maybe in his day, but, you know, definitely not now. <laughs> um, we're going to circle back, actually, to the main event because there was one split round in uh, Fiziev against Dos Anjos, which, of course, was a fifth round uh, stoppage here. Dos Anjos had lost the first two rounds. He ended up winning the fourth round, but round three was split. So, Dan, why? Why yeah, are we talking about Yeah, I mean, this? it's a pretty close round. Neither guy really separates themselves in the round, so it may, right there, it's uh, it's probably going to be tough to have a unanimous round even though it could happen uh rda does well in the clinch but nothing crazy some good knees at distance fiziev is landing kicks all targets but not really anything that hard some good punches to the head rda lands a few good rights when it's on the feet uh i think it's close but i think fiziev was a bit more effective rda didn't have as many uh as much offense yeah this one so. seemed it seemed like like a like a reasonable round to get to fiziev but i guess yeah, I mean, sure, there's probably an argument for RDA. It's I'm lower not, output. I, I'm not, yeah, that's always tougher, of course. Um, and we had, I think we had we had some lower output rounds in this one, and then we had, in this in this event, I should say, overall, we had some lower output rounds, and then we had some pretty high output rounds, and those are, like, obviously, like, the two extremes you just don't want, because mm. it makes it hard, uh, I feel like, at least, as, at least for me, I'm not a judge, but uh, I would imagine putting myself in a judge's shoes that that's probably not as ideal. Because it's like, wow, you just got so much, or oh, I just don't have nearly enough. <laughs> uh, and if it's close, it's like, goddamn. But uh, no, I, I had this for Fiziev. Saldamato did. So Junior True Camillo. It was Derek Cleary who was the judge on his own, and we didn't see it that way. No, but also, yeah, not a crazy round again. No, no, not, upset not, not a hill, not a hill I'm going to die on. Um, we did have uh, another round, another fight. Here, of course, we got a bunch. <laughs> it was eleven rounds in total. Uh, so we're not even quite halfway through. We're not even really close. Saeed Nurmagomedov. No relation to Khabib. Uh, Nurmagomedov, nonetheless. I wouldn't sign up to fight a Nurmagomedov. I don't, I don't care if they're related. He got the win over Douglas Silva, the Andrade. Uh, 29-28 twice and a 30-27, but there were actually two rounds that were split. So let's talk about round two first. Yeah, it, it's a close round, uh, mainly because of the way it ends. Uh, yes. In my opinion, I don't think it swung the round for Silva, the Andrade. It's a competitive round, but throughout the round, Nurmagomedov... Nurmagomedov is landing good kicks to the body. A couple upstairs are blocked, but Silva Dandraj's only memorable offense, really, in my opinion, is that spinning back fist at the end of the round. And I don't think Nurmagomedov got that hurt, just a flash knockdown coupled with him spinning, which he's probably spun, I don't know, 40 times in that fight. If you think that strike did more damage, then I can see uh, a score for it. I just didn't think it was, so I'm 10-9 Nurmagomedov. I struggle with this one a lot, man. I really did. Like, I, the round ended, and I, like, I took a lot longer to write down my score mm. than I'd like to. You know, and I'm not a trained judge, so it doesn't matter if I do that or not, but, like, obviously, uh, a, a top-level judge 
probably is going to be able to write down the score within like five seconds. Mm-hmm. If they're not, you kind of look at them kind of funny, right? Um, but this was really tough for me because I, I said, man, how much did that change it at the end? And I thought that there was enough throughout the round from Silva D'Andrade that it wasn't just that last bit. Like it was definitely it was definitely Nemargamato's round up until that point, no question. But I don't think it was like like a total shutout or anything like that up to that point. And I didn't think that Nemargamato had done like a real high amount of high impact damage throughout. So I thought, you know what? I think I can go the other way for Silva D'Andrade. Hey, it's it's fair. Yeah. I mean a lot of like I said, a lot of the a lot of the shots upstairs did get blocked, but Yeah. No, I, I get it. I get it. It's 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 definitely it's definitely around I don't even feel strongly about, right? Mm. Like I'm like, man, I, I I don't even know. Right now, I'm I sitting there, I'm like, <laughs> did I give the right score? I don't know. I don't feel good about it, but I did score it that way. Um so I saw it the same way as uh, Judge Bird. You saw it the same way as Judges Bell and Cleary. Once again, it just every, like every round Derek Cleary got on. He he got bad luck with this one. It was like no one could really agree on anything. Uh, it was a tough tough uh, tough event for for him in general. Just just in terms of uh, a challenging night, I, mm. I feel like. Um, not to say he had a bad night, but this, it was a challenging night. Um, what about round three? Because again, that was that was our other split round here. Yeah, this one this one kind of just started out real quick, straight into the grappling. Silva Dan Josh gets a body lock against the cage. He's landing some knees to the butt while Nermi is landing uh, some back elbows. After they separate, Silva lands a nice low blow, and uh, they pause for a bit. Once they uh, come back, post-low blow, Nermi turns it on. He starts landing some very good two-solid head kicks. He throws another spin kick and falls down awkwardly. I don't think he got hit with anything in that exchange, but the way he fell was a bit awkward. Uh, on the ground here, we have Nermi throwing up kicks and landing a couple de- decent ones, some up kicks. Uh, reminded me of April 2011. When I went to the men in arena, when Shorty Rock Santella applied the same strategy, I was like, wow, this is the exact same thing that Shorty's doing uh, against uh, Sidomar Hernario. Uh, but back to this fight, Silva Dan Draw just kicking the legs, then decides I'm going to elbow the ankle. Herb Dean's like, all right, dude, that's enough. Stand up. We're, we're not going to be elbowing That's the ankles. revolutionary strike that they yeah. were talking about on the broadcast. <laughs> Let me elbow your ankle. Uh-huh. Uh, Dan Draj starts throwing and landing a couple good punches here, but Nermi's... Uh, He's landed some solid head kicks, two back-to-back. I think he landed like five head kicks this round. Uh, the fight ends with Silva Dandrage almost falling over after missing a spinning back fist by like 10 feet. Uh, I think it's almost... He saw all the spinning stuff throughout the fight. He's like, I want to do that too. Yeah, <laughs> and, and he, he was he almost knocked himself down. Um, I don't know. I like Norma Gometovs here, 10-9. I did too. Two things came to mind while you were talking. One, you were talking about the knees to the butt. Yeah. When we have kicks to the leg, we call them leg kicks. We have legs, to, the kicks to the calf. We call them calf kicks. When we have knees to the butt, can we call them butt knees? Butt knees. I like that's, that. That's 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 what All they're right. called. They're now called butt knees. Butt knees. They're stronger than storley knees. They're, they're much better than storley yeah. knees. That's, everything is. <laughs> that's that rate's very low on the damage level. <laughs> um, the other thing that, that came to mind is, if you recall, Dan, Michael Bisping during this fight, I want to say it was round three. He was talking about that he's here to ju- to to call fights, not judge. He pointed that out very distinctly because they he was kind of like commenting on how the fight might be, mm. and he said it could be one one, you know, kind of the way I saw it actually. But then he's like, "Listen, I'm here to call fights. I'm not I'm not here to judge." And I like that. Yeah, that was like that's the way to do it. He comments a little like quickly a little bit about where he thinks it is. He says, "I'm not here to do that," and then he moves on. I think he's, that was really good. Bisping's the one that's grasping it the most he's, so far. I believe he's trying. So. You could tell he's really trying, yeah. and I I think. Like I know, I know it can kind of sound like, well, at least you tried, and it's, it's like kind of like the that whole mm-hmm. that Simpsons meme, like at least you tried, and it sounds like you know it's like a kind of a I guess half praise, you know. But I mean that, like I'm really happy that he is out there. He's he's putting in the effort, he's putting in the legwork, he's trying to put it out there that there's things he doesn't know, there's things that he does know, and that he's learning, and he's mm-hmm. trying to make the effort to get better. And he really does enhance the broadcast from an education standpoint just by doing that and by changing the way he talks about scoring. Mm. He Here he's engaging with it in so much as to tell you, I think it might be this, but realistically, it's not why I'm here to do this. So don't worry about it. And then move back to what he's strong at. There's a lot of people who I, I see just don't like the way Michael Bisping does like call fights and stuff. And honestly, I, I'm starting to think that they're a little crazy. I, I think he's fantastic. Yeah, I mean the only, the only issue we I think we ever had was early pandemic when he was he he was aware that oh, yeah. could hear him. 
But he came off of that too. Yeah. I'm sure probably yeah. someone talked to him and yeah. they're like, Michael, stop doing it. He's like, all right. <laughs> all right. Fair play. I'm sure that's what he said. Um, and they, but one other thing I will point out is he was talking about, you could tell that he was mixing in a lot of things that he probably had talked about with that, mm-hmm. uh, that judging conference or symposium or whatever the heck they had, uh, meet up, meeting of the minds between the commentary team and the, and, and officials. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of things get referenced in there. But at one point he said, judges are looking for the three D's damage, dominance, and duration. Not exactly. It's that that's, that's for the, the 10 eights. But it's not yeah. really what they're just looking for, like in general. Like it's it starts with effective striking and grappling, and that's the one thing that I wish he kind of grasped a little bit more. It's it's the same complaint I had about Mike Mazzuli, uh, when he with what he was talking about recently uh, on a podcast uh, that that had been shared with us, and it it's it it's like halfway there, right? Yeah, it's like halfway to saying the right thing, but it's not like all the way there. So. I think with better context, that would be good. But otherwise, it, you can just tell he's putting in the work, and I really appreciate it. Did, did you notice on this uh, broadcast if they all if they mentioned how rounds were scored again, like they did for the pay-per-view? No, I didn't think about I didn't it. Notice I didn't notice And I honestly, I would have missed it entirely for the pay-per-view if not for uh, Sean Sheehan putting it out there and okay. pointing it out. So I'm glad he did that because I actually yeah. – when he said that, when I saw that on Twitter, I was like, I actually rewound. Okay. I was like, oh, wow, they said that, didn't they? Look at that. That was impressive. It was actually, I, yeah, it was, I, I rewound this time and I realized, like, wait, I'm a minute behind everybody on Twitter. What's happening right <laughs> now? Because I rewound earlier because I wanted to rehear ah, what this I see, being I said. See, yeah, yeah. So, well, there you go. Let's, uh, let's move on. Yeah. Be kind. Don't rewind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we still have a lot more rounds. We got one, two, three, four, five, six rounds. Oh, my God. We're not even halfway. It, we're going we're to cross the halfway. P- we'll cross the halfway point yeah. here with, with Chase Sherman uh, beating Jared Vandera. In round three by knockout, uh, rounds one and two, the pre- previous rounds were both split because none of the three judges had the same scorecard. One had uh, two rounds for Sherman. One had one round each, but it was round one uh, for one and round two for the other. And then the other one had the inverse. So that's why we're going to talk about this fight. So round one, what, what's going on? Yeah, round one, your standard tough man contest. Brawl for all. Sorry, I'm not a heavyweight MMA fan, really. I I think uh, you're being unkind, like unduly no. unkind to this one. I think it was no. better than that, but I eh. I don't think it was like. Oh, look, I also don't like heavyweight MMA, but I don't think eh. it's that bad. Didn't deserve a main card spot. Anyway, I agree. Uh, they stand there and they're just cracking each other. Vandera's throwing a lot of jabs, a couple leg kicks. I think early it's pretty clear Sherman is ahead. His leg kicks are strong. Landed a couple hard right hands. Final minute is where Vandera catches Sherman with a sh- good shot. And it shuts Sherman down for, I'd say, a good 20 seconds before he's ready to engage again. And at this point, I think Vendera is slightly ahead. Then 10 seconds left. Sherman lands a good right. That backs Vendera off. And this strike puts it back over for me. 10-9 Sherman. Yeah, I think so, too. And I, I think when you combine that with the fact that Sherman, I think, almost definitely was was landing more frequently. You know, the, the cumulative effect of the strikes. Mm. That, when you kind of account for the fact that both of them stung each other a little bit. And that kind of evened out. I think it was much easier for me to give the round to Sherman. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I almost flipped too because of because of uh, the, the way Vandera was able to hurt him late, right? Mm-hmm. I just think it's much easier to score that round for Sherman. I think it's a much better score for Sherman. But I get it. I I get the argument that Tony Weeks would be might be making uh, potentially for Vandera here. He was the out judge, and it was uh, D- judges Doug Crosby and Anthony Manis who were uh, the same as me and you, sir. Um, by the way, Doug Crosby, Anthony Manis, and, and Tony Weeks is, is a bit of a surprising uh, trio here for a heavyweight fight because th- these fights are not easy to judge. Um, and I would say Tony Weeks and Doug Crosby are two of the judges. These three in general, they just don't put them on like title fights very often, if at all, anymore. So you would think that they would want to put a little bit of a, let's say, a team that they seem to have more trust and regard for with a heavyweight fight or at least you know, a decent, more decent mix with maybe say like a Sal D'Amato in there mm. or or a Derek Cleary or somebody like that. So it's it's tough to do with a heavyweight fight and look what we got. We ended up with all three different scorecards as a result, you know. <laughs> it's it was it be, was it because of that? I don't know. It was just kind of, was it just a hard fight to judge? I don't know, but I thought round 1 realistically the better round score is for Sherman. Although again, I don't think it's a bad score to give it for Vandera. Yeah, I think it's close enough. Yeah. I also really don't care. I know you. I, <laughs> I, you've made that known, sir. I don't know if you realize that, but your your intent has come across. I think to me and our readers, so or our listeners, excuse me. What about round two? 
on another close round. In, in the first half, I definitely thought Vandera was winning it. His jab was snapping the head back a whole bunch of times. But as the round went on, Sherman started finding the target with his right. And, and these were pretty heavy shots. Vandera also had a couple heavy ones. But uh, I think Sherman overall was the better guy to pick here. Yeah. So 10-9 Sherman. Yeah. And actually, this one I find to be a much easier round to go either way, to be honest. I, I, I just do. Um, I, didn't, I don't have as strong opinion on it as the other one. So, But yeah, I saw it the same way as you. Saw it the same way as Doug Crosby, Tony Weeks. It was Anthony Manis who was on his own here for Vandera. But yeah, fine score. No big deal. Uh, moving on now to uh, if this was this was the deceptive fight, right? You hear 29-28s all around. Frame is a hobby over Ricky Tercios, and you think, okay, everyone had it the same way. Well, I texted rounds, you that too yeah, after it. I know you did. You I were, said, please. You were so upset. Please <laughs> let this be the same rounds. And it definitely wasn't because rounds one and two were both split. It was not a unanimous 29-28. Uh, so that's why it was kind of that deceptive one that now we can see the scores. We see the individual rounds. So we're going to talk about those rounds right now. So let's start with round one, sir. What happened? Yeah, uh, Tertios is making a lot of noise, making a lot of uh, movements. And literal noise, not like not like in his actions, but just a noise, noise, noise. Yelling, clapping, stomping. Yeah. Nothing for fighting, really, uh, for most of this round. He doesn't land anything, really, most of this round. I think he lands one kick to the body and one kick to the face. Zahabi isn't landing much, but what he does land is pretty solid. Tertio's eyes a little bit banged up. I'm not really sure which strike caused that. Uh, I think it's a good round for Zahabi. But when I watched this live, I did think Tertio's hurt Zahabi with a right. Uh, on rewatch, I see that it didn't land. When I first saw it, I thought he hit him with a right. And then Zahabi, he does this weird, he backs up for like five or six steps. I'm like, oh, I guess that right was pretty good. But it was just him getting out of the way on the, on the rewatch. Yeah, it's, obviously, so, so you flipped, essentially, is what you're saying. Yeah, 10-9 yeah. Zahabi is, yeah. is, is the score I'm on. I had this one for Zahabi, too. I, I thought this was a uh, not a fascinating round in terms of action, right? Because of all the, like, it was annoying that he was making all these noises mm -hmm. and doing all the gesturing and, stuff, or gest gesturing and stuff like that, noise making, right? And, I mean... I, I don't want to project in what judges were seeing and hearing at that point. Maybe they're seeing things differently than we did. Maybe there were things that were really landing that we missed. I don't know. I, I don't want to just make that proclamation offhand because I actually am really surprised that this was not a majority a hobby round because I think it's it's distinct how much more damage from my vantage point watching on TV at home, how much more damage is coming from Zahabi to Tercios. And it's just like nothing really seems to be effective coming off of Tercios, right? Right, but that, that's what I'm saying. When I watched it live, yeah. they don't get the opportunity to rewatch it. No, so of course. If, Absolutely. If they see it like, oh, wow, I think you did hit him with that right hand and, and it hurt him a little bit, they have to score it how, how they see it. So. But like, it, it almost seems to me, and, and again, if I'm wrong, someone tell me, but it almost looks like all the noises, all the gesturing, all that other stuff. If he was doing it to try and, let's say, fool the judge, it almost seems like it worked. Because this this looks to me on rewatch as like a pretty clear as a hobby round. It just does. I would, I would, I would argue that it's still low output. Sure, oh, uh, absolutely. So... And that's that's one thing that always sucks about these rounds. So like, I'm I'm definitely sympathetic to all three judges here. So I mean, I I think on, definitely on rewatch, I think this is 100 a hobby. But yeah. No, I, that's and that's the thing. That's why I feel like absolutely the right score here is Zahabi, and I'm not going to jump down the throats of the judges. I, you know, Doug Crosby and, and Sal D'Amato saw it the same way as Tercios. Derek Cleary saw it as you and I did uh, for Zahabi. It sucks. These type of rounds seem to suck, but also just it really seems like Tercios kind of pulled a fast one here. Yeah, but also you have to do it because that's a couch side override. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. Wow. That was the worst one ever. You know, that's really the that worst one. That was the worst one ever. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to do that one again. Derek Cleary deserves it. What does he deserve? Couch side override. <laughs> you know what? You caught me when I wasn't quite ready. And all of a sudden, I just made a noise. <laughs> oh, yeah. He deserves a real one there. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> what, about, what about round two of this one? Uh, round two, at least Tertios is actually trying to fight um, instead of doing non-fighting things. Uh, problem is, I don't think many of his strikes got past the forearms. Uh, Zahabi's countering really well with his left, landing good inside leg kicks. I think this is a pretty clear Zahabi round, 10-9. I think so, too. Again, I think it's a little surprising that we, we get scores for Tercios here. I just don't think he's 
he did enough in this fight and in it not just in this fight but in the individual five minute periods of this fight i don't think he did enough he and was very active doing things yes he was moving yeah <laughs> he definitely moved in there no question and he was like it was it was like you you brought this up to me you, you mentioned caleb starnes right yeah and it was like different than caleb starnes because while caleb starnes was doing all this moving around to get away from Nate Quarry in their obviously infamous fight from many years ago. He did everything he could to get away from Nate Quarry. This was Tercios kind of being the aggressor. Kind of like when you see a wild animal that can eat you. In two seconds, you start banging pots and pans and try to get him to run away. <laughs> a little bit of that. That's good. I The one that came to mind to me was more... It, it reminded me, in its own way, in a different way, of Diego Sanchez. Oh. Coming forward... You know, putting up like the the impression, like you know, the craziness that you're trying, yeah, yeah, just trying to create chaos, but like in a different way. This was like labored, paced chaos, I guess, noisy <laughs> chaos, like you said, tracing off the raccoons with the pots and pans. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I, I have trouble seeing really in any of these rounds why Tercios has like a a good argument, you know, to make, and I. Again, I don't want to jump down Derek Cleary's throat either because he actually saw this one. He because obviously when we have the same score all three times, uh, that means it's one judge had two rounds different than the others, right? And that was Derek Cleary here. We gave him the override in the other one. This one I I don't think was the strongest of scores to be honest to give to Tercios. But I think <sighs> hopefully people are aware now of what Tercios might bring to the table and be like, nah, I ain't getting fooled by that again. I mean, he did land a lot of strikes to the forearms. Yes, yeah, so, sure. Okay, I so mean, you know, and that's that was actually. I'm glad you brought that up. That was another thought I had. I'm like, how much are judges weighing that type of thing in a round? Because hmm. we look, you could break an arm that way. It, it yeah. certainly happened. We've seen fighters who've then broken their arms and then won by knockout. Rich Franklin. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's impressive. That was that was yeah. something that probably, I'm glad you brought this up. Is all these thoughts were coming through my head earlier? How much are judges weighing that? How much are you supposed to weigh that? I don't know. Hopefully it's we tough. find out soon. Because obviously you need to kind of have, you know, a, a reason to say that that gets scored strongly, right? Yeah, th these are good questions. I, we got to we gotta really make a good list yeah, of the things we want to ask, so, right? Yeah. We do have two weeks. And we've got a long drive up there, too, so we can talk about mm -hmm. stuff. And we'll say 99 bottles of beer on the wall. Yep. Like 10,000 times. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no no, no override for Derek Cleary on this one. He got the one, but, yeah, this, this one, I just, I don't, I don't see it as strongly. Yep, moving on. Moving on. Two more rounds. We're almost through, sir. Uh, Kyle Barhalio. Uh, God, his, his Kyle name is hard. Ohio, I'm, I'm, I Ohio. Think. Yeah, thank you. I, I can't say his name. Just pretend there's a B in front of Ohio. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did see the Ohio. <laughs> Someone posted a picture of the state of Ohio on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that. Uh, Ohio got the win over uh, Armin Petrosian. Uh, third round, or not third round, excuse me, unanimous decision, 30-27 twice in the 29-28. The only round that we're talking about is round three after the fight basically was already decided. What happened in round three? Yeah, uh, Petrosian obviously needed a finish. They came out throwing strikes, a bit aggressive. Bahio misses whatever he's returning with. Uh, Petrosian did. I think he landed like a body kick or two, a couple couple things to the head. Uh, but then Bahio gets the clinch and lands some decent knees to the legs. Uh, he gets around to the back, and then I think he was trying to drag him down because he just sits back and is on the ground now. On his back, Petrosian just starts kicking his legs a whole bunch. Ohio lands some kicks to the legs from the back. Nothing real that you would even like really that good. I think he, he twisted him around in like a leg entanglement for a brief period. Uh, then they stand back up and go straight back into another clinch where Ohio lands some knees. I think what Petrosian did with his strikes was more effective overall, but at the same time, he was definitely losing the time spent in the clinch uh, with Bahia landing these knees. I think it's close, but I ultimately cited Petrosian 10-9. I'm with you. I think we're talking about damage, right? Effective striking is is, yeah. the, is the name of the game here. Effective grappling. I don't think there was enough effective grappling from Bahia or Bohio. <laughs> they should call him the Buckeye. That should be his new nickname. And no, he's the natural. No, he's the Buckeye now. Someone said the natural. I was like, oh, Randy Couture's. Kyle the Buckeye Bohio. <laughs> that would be. That's, that's a great nickname. I think so. Yeah. I come up with better nicknames than than people have. I just, I like it. Okay. This is my job now. <laughs> that's that's my new job, just coming up with nicknames. Um, hey, I, I nicknamed uh, our, our buddy Tom Hales over at, at uh, AMA, yeah. Beast Mode. Beast Mode That Hales. one stuck. Yeah. That one stuck. And he deserved it. He, went, he would go Beast Mode. He is. He's still a beast. I bet he is. I hope he's well. He's a black um, belt. You know that, right? 
I did. I was okay. very excited when he got that okay. a few years ago. Anyway, that, no one cares about that. We we do, but most of the listeners don't know Tom Hales, right? Um, yeah, we saw it for Petrosian. I, I think this is the much easier score. I, I, See, I, I don't just, think it's that easy. I don't. I, I mean, look, I get it. There's not much happening in this round, right? Yeah. And the thing, you know, he's he's like, I feel like he went it, won the fight, won this round. Excuse me, he definitely didn't win the fight. I feel like he won this round because he was winning in terms of like that stand up sit down position where he's just yeah. laying up. That's a weird way to win a, a round, but also like. But he what, also, did, what did Bahio do? He was well. He was. I thought the knees. I did, they didn't think these knees were storly knees. Maybe they were. Thought, maybe, maybe them. Maybe I underrated them. That's fair. That's fair. So I, I don't want to go crazy here either. I mean, basically, it's it's which leg kicks do you like better? Which leg attacks pretty much? Yeah, I guess, I guess that's fair. Where, where I, I guess lands. that's entirely fair. But yeah, maybe maybe I underrate those knees in general. So, but no, I, I I'm gonna stand by my score. I, I won't go crazy on on any of the judges here. But. You and I both saw it the same way as Mike Bell instead of Doug Crosby and Sal D'Amato. So what does that mean for uh, Judge Bell? Couch side override. <laughs> I was ready that time. It's always better when we when we do our little setups here, you know. Yeah, there's a, there's a cadence to it, my friend. We gotta we gotta keep. I don't don't to, surprise me anymore. I wanted, to, I wanted to get you off guard. Dude. Now, well, you did. You succeeded. succeeded. You jerk. <laughs> <laughs> We're at the final round, sir. We made it. This is round eleven. Mm-hmm. Saido Kub Kakrabanov. This is the opening fight of the night. Got the win over uh, Ronnie Lawrence. Unanimous decision. Two 30-27s and a 30-26. We have our 10-8-9 split, sir. Mm-hmm. We're only talking about round three. Why are we talking about this one? Well, I mean, this round is much of the same from the first two rounds, which is just Kakrabanov bullying Ronnie Lawrence uh, basically wherever he wanted on the ground, taking him down at will. Uh if anything was going to be the 10 I did think it should have been probably round two. And when I did see it hit at 30-26, I thought, oh, I guess round two, they did give a 10-8. Uh, in round three, Lawrence throws some desperate spin kicks, uh, and he's taken down again. Uh, he scrambles into an omoplata for me. Uh, was never close, but I do appreciate the effort and the attempt from him. Uh, from here, it was Kakamanov holding Lawrence down and not really doing that much. They'd get to the feet, and then he would, you know, just hold the body lock. Kakamanov really just seemed content holding position for a lot of this round. I can maybe see an argument for dominance and duration, maybe, because uh, it was one-way traffic mostly. So I guess there's that, but I prefer the nine. Yeah, I mean, why Why is this the round? Like, that's that's kind of what I'm stuck on here. Like, like you're saying, okay, damn, you know, dominance and duration, okay. But, like, if you didn't give it a rounds one or two, why are you giving it a round three? Yeah, like I say, yeah. Like, Especially I, two. Yeah, you know, I, I two, two, two is the real be, one, right? I'm, yeah. But... It, like they're not equal, right? Not not round one. Round one is not equal to round two. Round two is not equal to round three. Round one is not equal to round three. But I just didn't think this was the highest degree of of I guess victory in in the round for Kagermanov. So I was pretty surprised to see this one from Tony Weeks, who by the way had been notorious as much more <laughs> likely to give the nine than the eight. And in 2022, he is distinctly more likely to give an eight. All of a sudden, he's got a total 180. He's like the the leading the charge of like we got to give all these ten A's right. It's just surprising to see him. We haven't even seen as much Tony Weeks this year. He's he's had fewer assignments. I don't know why, but he had fewer assignments for a little while. We didn't see him as much. He seems to be back on a general cadence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but man, why is this the eight? I just, I don't see it. I yeah, I, I don't either. I guess it's an eight in in CSJ, but I don't even know if I'd do that. <laughs> I, I'm not thinking mm. about it. I'm I, I, you know I'd have to watch it again with that with, through those lens, right? I, I guess. I think I get there. I'm an okay. I'm okay with it. I like to stretch it, so I'm, yeah. I'm okay with it. But yeah, I don't know. This is this is a nine. <laughs> this is this yeah. is really a nine to me. So uh, you know we're both with uh, judges D'Amato and Camillo here. It doesn't matter. You'd already I mean, won. That, yeah, that didn't. I mean, it doesn't it matter. Doesn't affect really the anything, the so. the the victor. Was never in doubt. Yeah. You didn't need open scoring for that. That's we for just sure. we just gave us extra extra work to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Tony. <laughs> nah, it's fine. But we made it through. We we made it through our crucible here. Yes. I'm proud of you. Yes. I'm proud of you. Thank the you. The perseverance that you showed <laughs> is inspiring to me. It, it to is. our listeners, yes. to my family, who avid listeners of the show, by the way, my kids, my my wife, huge, huge, huge fans of the show. That they're great, great fans. Can't do it without them. I always explain to my kids that I do a show, and they don't understand because they to them shows are like cartoons and, and maybe, know, maybe one like, day we can become video. Maybe, maybe one day, maybe we'll be cartoons <laughs> as well. That would be fun. That would be so cool <laughs> if we had that. Yeah, we'll, we can link up with. Uh, oh goodness, what's 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 the what's the cartoon? 
Who's oh, the Tommy Toehold? Yes, Tommy Toehold. I was interacting yeah. with the other day, too. I was like, I just blanked on his name. I know who Tommy Toehold is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, I think we were talking about Raphael the Ninja Turtle. That's right. Okay. Um, anyway, that that's it for, for our rounds. We did make it through. There were five finishes, despite all of these these rounds. We had actually, a lot of these rounds came in finishes, right? Um, but four of them were TKOs or KOs. Uh, one was a sub. One of these fights ended in the in the uh, first round, which is why we had so many rounds, right? Um, although there was still a higher percentage, I think, than normal. I think it, I want to say it was like twenty six or seven rounds overall, and eleven of them were split. So not the greatest of percentages, but it's okay. Yeah, and typically, yeah, t- um, I'm, I messed up on that. Typically, I do I do get the stat for that. Yeah, good job. I did jerk. not laugh. I, yeah, I'll post it later. Yeah, I guess you could. Or yeah. earlier. Maybe they'll get oh. it before they see it. Ah, <laughs> go subversive here. What was your favorite of the finishes, though? Uh, Kenny and Zechiku, uh making Carl Roberson pay for uh, his poor decisions. He he initiated the grappling, which made no sense. Uh, and then we saw why it made no sense. Uh, and Zechiku wanted the sub. We all saw he so wanted the badly. sub. So badly. Oh, my God. He there could... was nothing he was interested in except for going for subs because he had, apparently didn't have one. It just seemed like that was, that was like the only thing yeah. he wanted, right? Let me, let me check this off. I got to, you know, get that one trophy. I so well. I was I was joking that he had put money on himself to win by sub, and he's like, "I got to do it. I got a lot of money on this one." And then you know, third round, he saw the sub wasn't happening. So, he know, was I'm, trying it again too. He, he didn't just yeah. give up on it round three. He tried for like a couple minutes, and then he's like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna elbow him now." It's like I could have done this two rounds ago. <laughs> yeah, these were. You know what? In this round, when he started started throwing these elbows, these were the first strikes of the fight that he put all his might into. Yeah, and and it. It finished the fight. He could have finished this so much earlier That's if he didn't I want to said. Sub. So That's what I just said. It's like, it, Where it, were it's you? It's crazy. I was just saying that. I'm reiterating jerk. it because... I've called you a jerk three times tonight. Carl, I'm sorry. Carl I, re- Roberson, I do love you. He initiated the grappling, <laughs> and he realized, wow, this is a terrible idea. Yeah. But what was your favorite? My finish was, my favorite finish was uh, David Onama, who did get yes. the choke. I don't usually pick the sub because I know you're usually going to pick a sub, but I, I like this one too. That was much. Good. I, it was I good. thought it was a good one. I mean, he got the arm triangle choke, and, and you know he he locked it. I mean, you saw Garrett Armfield; he was defending for a little while. He was defending okay, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, it's not going well. And uh, what was it? it? Was it was Mark Bel- Hank Beltran was on the uh, was in the cage there? He was saying, "Show me something, right?" Or what, what was the word he said? Show me you're there. Show me you're there. Yeah. Show me you're there. Narrator: He is not there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, at some point is, it was out, and he was just out. Round two, I, arm triangle finish. I appreciated how uh, Onama had the confidence to just attack it because he was on the other side, and he's like, "I got this. I got to dive over." Yeah. He went reckless, abandoned to get to that side, and, and he, pay, he uh, paid off for him. More power to him. I mean, he, probably good confidence here. He, I think they said he had a win over him in amateurs as well. Yeah, and I also think they trained together as well. Okay, well. <laughs> so they, they were very familiar with him, and we didn't learn any of this information until basically fight night about uh, Garrett Armfield. So yeah, well, you know, I wonder if I wonder if it was on like Tapology, the amateur uh, bout that they had. I don't uh, know. I didn't look. So no, I'm not. I'm not gambling, so I didn't go deep into their. Mm. You know, no I, deep dive. I, yeah, I didn't. This was not a bout that registered on any work related reason. I had to look into it, so it just yeah, didn't I, happen. I think people were just excited. Onama was still on the card. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. And and obviously he excited those people. So good for them. He excited me. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is it for this one. This is the last time we'll be in Vegas. I think for like a little bit too, which is kind of nice. Because where are they going to be this coming weekend, sir? On the other side of the country. On the other side of the. <laughs> Yes, but also you're implying the other side of the country from us, aren't you? It's so far. It's not that far. It's on Long Island, guy. Listen, we, we spoke about TV shows that had a movie and Entourage. I feel like Johnny Drama when they make him go to the valley. <laughs> That's what I feel like. I, I only picture Johnny Drama standing on top of the mountain saying, Victory! Because <laughs> it was great. Well, we will be there. We will be there. You're I did, driving. I wore you down. I convinced you to, to at least think about it. And you bought tickets. Got we, a good deal. This was this was during the week, right? Like as of as of even yeah. last week, we had Spencer on. You, we yeah, knew last you week going. I said I wasn't. And now you're going. going. You got a good deal. Yep. I'm glad. And you're gonna be you're gonna be at like like a similar viewpoint that I'm gonna be. I think I'll probably be closer. But you are. Yeah, I'm. I'm in the. It's f- hard to get closer than media row. I'm in the fourth row, but I'm like catty cornered to okay. media row. Sure. And if you're on that right side, I'm gonna hit you with a pretzel bite. You better not. So because you'll probably hit like Mark Ramundi. Don't do that. You don't want to mess with Mark Ramundi. I mean, you wouldn't like him when he's angry. It might be a worth the risk. 
it's hit not, you with a pretzel. It's not. It's not. He watches a lot of wrestling, dude. He is going to put you through the ringer. I watched a lot of wrestling in my and day. And it will be. It will be not a work, my friend. Shoot. <laughs> Full shoot. Good content. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> But yeah, I'm, we'll drive down. It's an early one too. Don't forget that the, yes, the main card starts at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Prelims at 11. Prelims at 11, which means you gotta wake up early on the West Coast to to see this. Means or Europe is loving it. Or if you're in Europe, you are just you're just you don't know what to do with your evening. <laughs> like, what is sleep? How do I get sleep? She has probably got to be like over the moon about this. I yeah, I, I'd be pretty happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's obviously. We're excited for this one, and and of course it's good. It's a great main event. I think it's a pretty solid card overall. Brian Ortega against Yari Rodriguez at 145 pounds. Uh, getting five rounds of this is gonna be fantastic, right? I just don't see how this isn't a great fight. So I mean, and I don't want to jinx it. Yeah, don't jinx so. it. Don't jinx it. But it's on paper. This is as good a fight night main event I think as we get. Yeah. And is... of course, it's on ABC. They they've obviously put their best foot forward for ABC here. They didn't always even do that last year. They did it, of course, with Max Holloway and Calvin Cater. Uh, but last year they had, oh gosh, what was it? It was Marvin Vittori against who in the Hermanson? The, yeah, mm-hmm. her, was it Hermanson? No, I don't, I don't, don't think so. Uh-huh. Um, but that was Kevin Holland. Marvin Kevin Vittori. Holland. Yeah. yeah, that was not the strongest. Uh, but this one is definitely ready for network TV gonna be a great fight i feel like it, it, and it yaya rodriguez is appointment viewing he doesn't fight that often but when he does it's, it's really impressive judges here this being new york i imagine they'll bring in top judges you know they did last time so yeah yeah that, that's typical um i would think that we would definitely see uh doug crosby there who works frequently in new york uh, i would think we would definitely see eric cologne who's mm. from New Jersey. I think we very likely will see Dave Torelli, yeah. who's from New Jersey. He's from our neck of the woods, really. Uh, he'll be making that same commute unless he stays yeah. in the hotel. So, the I mean, before, I, right? I, wonder, I wonder if Eric's going to fly in being from South Jersey. He should, because it's obviously very, very far away. So he'll fly into Long Island International Airport, which does not exist. LaGuardia. It's not, that's not Long Island International Airport. I made it up. Oh. LaGuardia is not Long Island. But it's Queens, and it's just as far. <laughs> Listen, I went I went to City Field not too long ago. It took me two hours midday. Left at like one. We we'll have to figure out how early we gotta we might have to leave at like eight AM, dude. Yeah, well, of course we do. It's <laughs> Long Island. <laughs> like Everyone's I'm, gonna be going to the Hamptons too. That's the thing. I'm going to bed at like nine PM on Friday. <laughs> oh man. Good thing it's not a Bellator card to keep you up because I know you love those. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, I imagine we will get good judging. That's, I'm not worried about that whatsoever. Um. Other uh, fights of interest for you, sir. What, yeah, what, what kind of jumps after you? Uh, Shane Burgos. Oh I yeah. love watching Shane Burgos. He's fighting. And, he, uh, and he's local Jordan. enough. He's local enough. He's from New York. Yeah, and Charles Jordan. He's kind of always fun. So I think it's Jordan, right? Jordan. My bad. Air Jordan. Air Jordan. I was. Yeah. I'm gonna get a pair of those sneakers. You should. Air Jordan. You have to order them from a <laughs> French Canadian website. <laughs> Any fights for you? Oh, a bunch. Yeah. I mean, uh, just just to highlight a couple, uh, Misha Tate against Lauren Murphy, because there's, yeah. there's big stakes here, really, mm-hmm. if, if especially if, if Misha Tate wins, because if she wins, I mean, it's it's like almost impossible to imagine she wouldn't get the next title shot at 125 pounds. We've had Valentina Shevchenko turn away most of the other contenders, right? Misha Tate's a name. If she beats a former or a recent challenger to Shevchenko, a highly ranked fighter, I think she's ranked two or three, Lauren Murphy. Amisha Tate win here almost is like no brainer that she gets the next title shot, right? I don't see how you can go another route. So. Misha also thinks so. I spoke to her recently, and then we had a, I had a Q and A with her last week. So yeah, she she basically just sees the same thing. I, 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 why wouldn't she? Like mm-hmm. she's been in the business a long time. She knows. Um, you should check out my Q and A with her. It, it was interesting. All right. Um, I she's I she's always one. interesting to what? honestly to talk to. I I always have an interesting experience talking to her. She's got a lot to say. But I'm also interested in, and this is on the, I think it's the, I think it's like the featured prelim before they switch over to ABC from from ESPN or ESPN2 or whatever. Uh, Ricky Simone against Jack Shore at 135. That should be good. That should be real good, I think. All the fights, by the oh. way, that I want to see are 145 and under. Okay. And well, I feel like this is not an accident. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't really care for the co-main too much. Which, uh, what is the co-main again? I'm forgetting. Michelle Waterson, Amanda Lemos. Yeah, I, I mean, that's a, Lemos is, is a high-level fighter and, and. You know, we've seen Michelle Waterson at or around that high level as well. She hasn't been as active in recent years either. But there's 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 at least some some reason that this can be from a, a ranking standpoint. 
that it's a reasonably high level fight. Although I'd still, I think it wasn't for Murphy. I think it has. I was gonna say because this fight was supposed to be on the pay per view last week. Right, it got moved. Yeah, maybe they just had things locked in and said, "Well, we're not gonna change it now." So now this one actually opens the ABC card, which it almost has like a feeling of for a different reason when they put Michael Chandler and Justin Gaethje as the opener okay in in new york yeah. city for pay-per-view last year all right same same city or same yeah. not same city long island elmont new york is not new york city it's um, not even close it's obviously it's seven countries away like dan is saying um, i might need a passport you, go get your passport ready sir do you have your passport it is oh, expired oh so. yeah you're in trouble you're in trouble <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can sponsor you. And real the, the leech is fighting too, Jingling Liang. Yeah, Jingling Liang. I like that one. Who's he fighting again? Muslim Salkov. That's right. This would be a f- good fight too. I, honestly, I like a lot of these fights. I I picked out a couple because I didn't want to go crazy yeah. and like everything. Right, but it's a, it's a good it's, card. It's a good card. I think it's it's got a little bit of like it's got a lot for the hardcores. I think it's got a lot for uh, like mainstream fans to get. So I think it's it's a good like entryway to get everybody else together and like be exposed to more fighters i think it's a really good well-planned well-engineered abc card hopefully everything comes together over the next week or so and we don't get stuck on the long island expressway or something please no let's <laughs> leave it seven and we'll get it long island I'm bagel not leaving at seven i want to know i want to know what the deal is with everyone saying long island bagels are better than jersey bagels well they're wrong uh, I, I so know that we'll, i know that in my heart we should definitely catch it a bagel we can try that there. stay tuned for next week when we do our bagel review that all will right. be very important all right we'll be back again next week thanks for listening everybody hope you had a great time and i feel like you and i can't like judge the fights live because we're not gonna have a really good like true view to do it right we'll have to watch i think the rounds later oh yeah i'm definitely gonna rewatch when yeah. i get home so, it, so hey public service advancement don't judge if you're not right up against the cage or at least sitting at home when you can consistently watch a screen, right? Is what it is. Thanks for listening. Take care, everybody.